Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of Nope. My name is Daniel. I'm one of your hosts today. And joining alongside me are my fellow horse trainers. I didn't want to call them wranglers. Wranglers. My horse wranglers. I'd rather be a horse. Oh. You could be a horse. Yeah, like a Ferrari. Because horses have unique names. Horse wranglers. What would your horse name be? Blondie. Go get him. Go get him. Uh, that's not a good name. Um, go get him. What you heard there, that is Anthony's voice. And sh- and what would your voice be? Uh, My voice be? What would your name be? Hello. Huh? What would your name be? A voice we haven't introduced yet. Um, my my name is a horse. Yes. Uh, Brownie. <laughs> well, I can't call you that. Well, no one should. Yeah, no one should offensive. call you uh, <laughs> Brownie is Shabazz. Hey, Shabazz. Yeah, where? Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, hey, how you doing? I'm good, Shabazz. How about you? You know, doing great. We just came back from watching Nope. We have a, a interesting story from our uh, Nope adventures. We did, yeah. I, I, you know what's so great? We're going to talk all about this movie very, very soon. This is going to be our spoiler-free review of Nope, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but going to the screening, uh, what happened, Shay? What happened before the movie started? Before the movie started? Before the movie oh, started. Oh, yeah, it was literally before the movie started. Yeah. So we were sitting in our seats, um, and uh, we we sit in an area that has, like, reserved signs on it because we're press when you go to these movies, and this gentleman walks in, and he's like, oh, you're sitting in my seat, and we're like, okay, but how? Well, how how would we be sitting in your seat? Right. They're reserved for all press. So we're like, oh, if you're press, you can sit at any one of them. Like, no. I bought tickets to the movie. And we're like, there, there's no way. <laughs> How did you buy tickets? <laughs> you this wasn't a, buy a, tickets. You couldn't buy tickets to this event. This is not a ticketed event. Yeah. He's like, well, no, they scanned my ticket. And then Daniel, you're talking to him. And he's like, no, I bought it. And you got a glimpse of his ticket. Yeah, he's like, he's like, look, right here, I bought this ticket. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, it says Thursday on it. And, and today's Wednesday. Today's the Wednesday. Audience. The day we're recording this is the day of our screening. And yeah. he's like, no, it doesn't. I'm like sir so now this guy is negotiating the day with yeah you. we're negotiating not just whether or not he should be in the screening whether or not he should be sitting in his in anthony's seat mind you anthony at this point is just having a great time anthony he's eating popcorn is, he's like yeah he's dude i'm, wa- I'm watching and eating popcorn yeah as this all goes down between you're like oh is this Daniel? the trailer this yeah, is the trailer the, 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 the more vocal yeah ones. and then and we, like, we had our friends behind us too uh, we had matt from the entitled movie podcast was there too and he's just like uh no nah, man like this this is not right like this yeah, is you can't buy tickets dude yeah and then, and then he literally showed me the ticket i'm like it says thursday he's like no it doesn't i'm like it says thursday and today this, is wednesday this dude was getting heated when it, it didn't make sense like no. again at a certain point i'm like oh is today thursday like yeah. he's so confident about yeah. it being thursday i have ruined almost everything that i was supposed to do for wednesday yeah we are point. we are really behind i've made stuff. a lot of mistakes yeah. I, I wrote a lot of blank checks yeah today. <laughs> i don't know why yeah. we running blank checks you know, you never was, know he was really adamant to sit he was in my seat between you guys yeah. i think he really wanted he to also take wanted my your role. popcorn too i think yeah he and wanted what, to take what's anthony's role in the movie podcast he did yeah. he wanted to go get him he yeah, wanted to go, go get, him, get him and the crazy <laughs> thing was there was a seat next to you, Daniel, that was open that he could have just sat in. And, that's and it was, was closer to the screen. Like, it, for an IMAX screen, we were very close to the aisle. Yeah, we were on the so aisle, yeah. Leave without, you know, being harassed by right. people to get out and in. And So, yeah, he had a better seat than the seat he, I was sitting at. But he was really adamant that he wanted to he, sit He wanted that. He there. bought that ticket. And, and, and I felt and, like he was, he was like, kind of, you're sitting in my seat. You better move. Yeah. Kind of thing. I'm like, he, buddy, I'm not going to... 
I'm not gonna. Yeah, move. we're not moving. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing, you know. We and, didn't pay for these seats. <laughs> <laughs> they say reserved, though. We my name's on this yeah. seat. Um, and and that's the thing, you know. Like there was a seat open right next to me, and yeah. I guess he assumed either someone was coming for that seat or he didn't want that seat. He had his uh, he that is that seat right there, thirty nine, uh, J thirty nine, whatever row we were in. I'm glad that was his seat. I am glad he made the decision to leave. He did. He once he, he realized. Right hold on decision. a second. I'm looking at a calendar, and you know, by gone, you guys are right. Today is indeed Wednesday, not Thursday. Yeah, weird, weird argument. I just couldn't understand why he wanted yeah. to negotiate the day of the week with us. Right. We're like, dude, pay it's not Thursday, man. Yeah. Like, you have made a lot of mistakes today if you think yeah. today is Thursday. And, and, yeah. and I think that's my biggest thing. When, when it comes to things like this, because, you know, this has happened many times before, people being in the wrong seats with reserved seats and all of that, but... At the end of the day, like, don't come off so standoffish because this guy was ready to square up. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he was ready to fight for he no He was reason. ready to square up, and we're just like, listen. There's three of us. there, And we got back up behind us. Like, yeah. you don't, just you just need to realize today is Wednesday. Yeah. Today is, you know, the day you still, you're still alive. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So just, just continue. <laughs> Continue with that path. As he was leaving, though, we did tell him to check out a review for the yeah. next <laughs> that he could he could figure out if he wanted to come see it the yeah. next day. You could yeah, he definitely he'll have that choice to do that. Uh, and of course, again, the movie today we are talking about is Nope. This film is directed by Jordan Peele. But before we get to all of that, as always, you could catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday. And watch out throughout the week for our review episodes and all the latest movies and series. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our Discord, and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. If you're listening to this on YouTube right now, please subscribe, ring the notification bell, leave a comment, let us know what you think of Nope, because we'd love to to hear and we want to hear more from you some quick announcements we do have some great episodes out on the movie podcast feed right now if you want to take a listen to them you could hear our thoughts on the film marcel the shell with shoes on you could hear our thoughts on the best movies of 2022 so far uh you could hear our thoughts on where the crawdaddies see what uh, where the crawdaddies <laughs> see and sing you could do both. Um, so there's lots uh, lots to listen to on the movie podcast feed, so make sure you check that out. Also, we've been really lucky to have some incredible special guests join us as well, too, including Joseph Quinn, Alan Yang and Matt Hubbard, Amon Vellani, Hayden Christensen, and so many more, and lots more coming. So stay tuned right for all of that. Now, today, the movie we are talking about is, of course, Nope, and we're going to be talking about it spoiler-free, so do not worry. Like I said, this movie is directed by Jordan Peele. You'll know him from his works in Get Out and Us. And the film stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and Steven Yun. And Nope releases exclusively in theaters July 22nd. And I want to say thank you to our friends at Universal Pictures Canada for inviting us to watch the movie. Anthony is going to tell you what it's all about. Caretakers at a California horse ranch encounter a mysterious force that affects human and animal behavior. Very vague synopsis. Yeah, very vague, very short. That's literally just the baseline of what this movie is and we've had a lot of build up for this movie over the last year i'd say we've been hearing a lot about it shay i'm going to get you to start us off with your thoughts going into this movie your thoughts on jordan peele as a director and then which of course you thought of this movie yeah i mean i i love jordan peele i think he's phenomenal he's super funny but also extremely talented and um this movie really really felt like the culmination of you know his time spent doing the twilight zone reboot 
and just kind of like, well, I want to make a third film and I want to make it a bit different. I want to branch out. How do I do that? And and this is what we got. This movie is phenomenal. It is fantastic. There is a level of dread that brings this movie closer and closer to home. When you're watching it, you're like, I don't want to ever look up at the sky again. Yeah, I literally because of this movie. I literally was telling you guys, you know, Jaws made us scared to go in the water. Yeah. Nope is making me scared to look up in the sky. Yeah. And that's that's how I was feeling with this movie. Yeah, and and I think what what ties this movie all together, which we kept hearing about is Kiki Palmer's performance. And by golly, is it a performance? She absolutely sells it. She, like, I didn't even see a character on the screen. I just saw this person. That's it. Like, they were, like, that was, it was a real person that I saw acting the way they are. And I, and I loved it. She sold it. She was great. The movie is scary. The movie is beautiful. The movie is a spectacle. It is giant. It takes advantage of the IMAX cameras. And it's not a traditional horror movie. It's definitely like your traditional sci-fi scare. It gives you those elements that most sci-fi movies have where there's this fear of the unknown that can occur. There's no no stalker that's slashing people or killing people. It's literally just this, this fear of the beyond. Yeah. And that's what this movie does a great job of. It's got, a, again, phenomenal performances from everybody. But I, what I also love the most about it, and, and again, this is definitely something that I think us three love about movies. Whenever movies are about movies or movies are about Hollywood, that element alone really just sinks me in. And yes. there's moments where you see them talking about working on Scorpion King. And again, a very niche film but it's so it's such a specific movie that it it gained a laugh out of me and it gained that connection with me because i remember when scorpion king scorpion king came out and what that effect of that movie was so this movie just knew all the right things to tug at and and i think that's that's where i want to start with you shay you know we have the story of uh you know we have daniel kaluuya and kiki palmer who are you know taking over this this horse like wrangling business that was in their family forever their great 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 grandfather was like the first you know great. man to be great <laughs> still great another great uh to be shown on film like of the of the black man on a horse right so like it's cool that there is a setup there's also like it reminded me a little bit of what tarantino does where it feels like this is an alternate history of like what we saw in Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood and a lot of his other films in Inglorious Bastards, where it's like, here's something in history where we're going to put our own spin on that. And I really like that. And, you know, we have Hoyt Van Hoytma, who is the cinematographer on this film. You'll know him from working most recently with Christopher Nolan on Dunkirk, on Interstellar, on... At Astra. At Astra. Not, 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 with, not, Nolan. not with Nolan, but yeah. still at Astra. Still at Astra. He worked on um, with Nolan Tenet as well, too. So you're you're having a cinematographer who's very familiar with working with IMAX cameras. You have Jordan Peele, who is quickly becoming one of the most, I think, dynamic directors right now working, who is constantly evolving his vision and bringing creative stories just like when we you know we we speak of people like christopher nolan we speak of people like m night Shyamalan, who are almost genres within themselves at this point where they could be auteurs and also tell big stories and tell amazing stories and i love this movie there's definitely moments in this film where i think it may be a little bit too long or plot points which we'll talk about very similar uh, very soon that i think may don't need to get the time that they need but when you're in this film, I felt like I was transported for two and a half hours that I was watching it. You know, I would, I loved it. And like Shay said, you know, 
the same way Jaws made me feel about going to the water, I was scared. I'm scared looking to the sky now mm-hmm. because it has like that feel of like lo- looking at clouds. I'm like, is that cloud moving? That cloud's been there? has that cloud been there? All I day? will now look at clouds and make sure that they move. You know what I mean? And no. and th- and that's the thing. And I and I love when movies do that because it becomes part of popular culture at that right. point, right? And obviously, he did that so brilliantly with Get Out, and now he's doing more of a different type of a traditional type of, you know blockbuster science fiction film that you know has remnants of like uh, uh close encounters and jaws and all like very spielbergian it feels right but i think it all comes back like to was also saying to kiki palmer's performance in this film she is brilliant i love daniel kaluuya in this film as well too he just plays that straight man so well of just like seeing something and be like nope nope Nope, got a huge laugh, got a great crowd reaction. I just wish we had more Stephen Young. Yeah, this but the budget on this film is estimated at sixty eight million. Wow, which is you know I think the the I, wow the comeback or the 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 the, the money that it's going to make that's it's going to make that opening night hundred <laughs> percent like they got a good uh, budget for this they in did. terms of, of of what we saw on screen and what we experienced yeah like 68 million is nothing it is going to make quite a bit of money back take, take it sure. away with your uh, first reactions Anthony. um yeah jordan peele like for me jordan peele is a unique director because he brings movies that you've never seen before on screen and that's what i like about him i like that he is ambitious enough to experiment with his stories but also tell them in such a way that they make sense or they have like a really deeper meaning. Right. They, they leave an impact. And I think his last three films um, have left an impact on me because I do remember them. And, you know, I think uh, us was not the film. Like it wasn't the greatest thing, but again, that was his second film. And I still remember sequences from it. I still Very iconic still, right? That, you know, uh, Lupita Nyong'o with with in the with the flame in the, that sequence with the with her family in the distance and it's just fires on, yeah. on the car. Um, it was so great. So yeah, with this film, I always I, I was getting into it. I'm like, man, I can't wait to see what he brings to this this uh, movie. And he did. He brought like a level of science fiction that we haven't experienced on the big screen b- before. And there was a lot of tie-ins to other movies that we've liked in the past, like War of the Worlds or even like Westerns, because there is a Western vibe to it. Um, it's almost like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because yes. it's, it focuses on a family that has Hollywood roots. And this was all written during COVID. And you can see that, you know, he didn't, he really experimented with the idea of a science fiction film that ties into... Uh, a westernness to it because of horses and you got like the cattle ranchers and living in the life of be un- i guess underneath your father especially for daniel uh kaluuya's character oh i thought you meant our daniel yeah daniel does live under his father he does sure. you know my father gave me everything and it's i just oh i especially all the horses it. he gave you all the horses that he left me yes i think one of the things that you brought up as well when we were driving back was was the fact this film really only takes place in one location yeah. almost like a play in a way yet it never ever feels like not with those like, imax cameras like, like no it's stuck in this like movies like movies that do that usually they make you feel stuck yes yeah yeah no i think it's the grandness like i was saying the set um the person who found location this, scout location <laughs> location scouter location <laughs> scout um whoever found that ranch that branch in that area with the mountains 
does such a fantastic job because it just brings the grandness of yes. this whole story. And, you know, the cinematography in this film is, is, is using IMAX and not just IMAX to showcase how big it is, but like the sequences really feel large. And it felt, it reminded me of The Dark Knight because it really focused on people uh, in this IMAX, uh, in the IMAX sequences. Right. And you feel like you're looking at them and you're, you're, you're staring you're looking up, up and like, you're shit, looking up at giants. the giants. Yeah. This camera is so low and it really focuses on them looking up at the sky and the sky is so big. Very well done. I thought the, the sound design was fantastic. The sound design is what I wanted to talk a, about you guys. There's a mixture of, of not with the audience though. Not with the audience. <laughs> just, just with you guys here in the room. There is a mixture of these, these sound effects that encompass how eeriness this whole situation that they're experience is mm -hmm. experiencing is um the chemistry between kiki palmer and daniel is just fantastic mm -hmm. they, they do play brother and sister and you really feel like they play brother and sister one brother the brother the one brother the brother is very introverted He's, he doesn't like being in the limelight and you can see kiki is and you know it it just shows the dynamic of the family, right? And it sets up the like where they are because it does have a lot of flashbacks to um, being who they were as a young as when they were young to yeah. when they are how they are now. But it um, never it never lingered so much on it. It's, no. It did enough to set it up. We were just like, oh god, okay, here's exactly. a whole scene. It literally that's exactly it. Just what you need to know to move forward. Yeah, yeah. right. Because in the dialogue that we're getting in the present time. It's filling in those holes that yes. we would have gotten in flashbacks that we didn't need. Jordan Peele trusted the audience to say, and that's you guys thing, right? can figure this out. I'm not going to do that you for get you. get exactly what he, like, you get instantly what he's trying to tell you. Right. And this is what happens when you have a director, when you have a writer, and obviously he wrote and directed this movie. Produced. That, and produced, and who trusts his audience to go on a ride. And this is how we push the medium of movies and film forward. Because, mm -hmm. again, I think of a movie like Inception, which one of the great 21st century um, sci-fi sci films, that movie was challenging for audiences. Now, people get it. We're, we're cool. But you have to have movies that push the boundaries like that. Mm -hmm. Tenet, maybe a little bit too out there. But at least people were able to consume it a bit more because we've been you know privy to Nolan's work leading up to it. And I mm -hmm. think this movie, you... Lo you you get so much more from it because you know what Jordan Peele has done before, mm -hmm. and you see that through line throughout all of his mm -hmm. films, right? And I think that's what makes it so strong. A hundred percent. I think like even for the script itself, because it, it was written by him, it's fantastic. Like it, it got me. Well, this movie was two hours and thirty minutes, two hours and forty minutes around that. Yeah. Around that. Like I was hooked from beginning to end. Like mm -hmm. I didn't. There was never a point where I'm like, oh, this is boring, or I don't care about this part of the story. Right. Like, it was really like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? I did find that there are parts of the story where they could have been removed because it didn't really add anything to the overall mm -hmm. experience. Right. But, like, this is Jordan Peele at it at his most blockbuster moment. Like, right. this, this felt like this is a movie he wanted to make if he was 10 years old, 12 years old. Like, well, Get Out was more of like that I'm trying to send, give you a message right. as well as us, but this felt like I like sci-fi films. Yeah, I'm gonna put it in with you know the story that I I'm telling, and I'm gonna make it very Spielbergish, right? Absolutely. And that's what it got. And you like, and you think of his twist, and you think about look when this movie's releasing as well. Both of Jordan Peele's films have released in February and March, right? When we're looking at you know Get Out and then Us, this is this movie's 
releasing on the anniversary week of The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> and, I, and I only say that because that is another huge, big blockbuster IMAX shot film. And this movie holds its ground with that. Mm. And this movie deserves to be seen in IMAX. It looks incredible in IMAX. Oh it is God. a spectacle to behold in IMAX. It was so big in IMAX that I was like, has IMAX always been this big? There yeah. was like moments where I just, I was like, I don't remember it, IMAX being this big. And, and that's the thing. Our, our screen where we watch it, it's already a massive screen. And then when it goes to full aspect ratio, you're just like, holy and cow. They this did is a massive. Really, they did a really good job of keeping it consistent because there are there are a lot of scenes like you could you see it like okay this is not imax but then when they jump to imax it doesn't feel noticeable right but you do see it it becomes prevalent when you look at the sky especially when the actors tilt their heads and they look at the sky and the sky plays a big part in this film and and that's what's another big it's like the villain even though there are exactly it is the villain of of this you know if you're an older person and you hate the the sky, do not <laughs> hate the clouds. Yes. Old, old man, old yeah, man. yells at clouds. Yells yells at clouds. clouds. And, and and that's what's so brilliant about the, I think using the IMAX ratios that you're looking as audience members, you are looking up constantly with the characters of this movie, and you are looking at the sky and you are seeing there is something up there. And we always, you know, when we, you know, I always think about, you know, the Batman this year did such an amazing job with showing us. The darkness. Look in the shadows. The shadows. Looking in the shadows, looking in the dark, is Batman there? And this movie takes place majorly in bright sunshine, some clouds in the sky, but we're looking at the sky like something's not right. Something's there. It had me up. It had me scanning this the 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 static shots of yeah. the clouds a lot. Like I was like, okay, he's showing us something here because this shot is way too wide. It's and it's gotta be wide for a reason. Right. Uh Anthony mentioned there are some scenes in this film that's um I think did not enhance the overall need. Yes, you could probably, you know, write some essays and see the allegories and all this kind of stuff. Right. But Shay, without spoilers, of course, uh, what didn't work for you as much in this film? Yeah, there, there is a subplot that involves, um, you know, Stephen Yen's character that I think is is interesting when you when you see it. It it, it really captivated me. But when you peel back from the film, and no pun intended there, but when <laughs> you really look look back at the film, you're like, wait, what, what was that meant to be? And if you removed it, this movie would have been a little bit tighter and really like been like a full steam ahead kind of film. Right. Because there are moments where it does slow down a bit when it goes into that subplot where it's, again, engaging, but you're still kind of wondering, where's the payoff here? Right. It does show some development for his character. It shows some backstory there. Um, and it was, again, great to see because it was horrifying. It was horrifying, yeah. But then you still kind of have to wonder, like, where are we going? Because the movie almost opens in the, it as well. I wonder if... true, yeah. In the overall scheme of everything, does right. this play and I think a second it. viewing, maybe there's something that was hidden inside that right. that I'm trying to, like, see. But, yeah, like, that, that sequence just felt so separated. Right. And you wanted it to be connected in some way because I felt like that was, like, why put it there? Why why make this so prevalent in right. this this movie where you see it in the trailers, you see, you, you know, it's happening. Um, but it doesn't lead to anything. It, it almost felt like there was more to it that got cut out. Yeah. So they just left bits and pieces of that subplot in there. Right. But I think when, when we're opening, uh, on something like this in your film, I think it would have maybe played a bigger part in it. And of course, as we say, there's a lot of ways that we could dissect it and there's a lot of ways that we could look at it and analyze it. And I, and all of that has value and all of that has merit. And I don't want to, I don't want it to sound like we're taking away from that. I'm just thinking in the overall, you know, pacing of the film, even though those, and here's the thing, I really liked those scenes still because they were really creepy and scary. 
But I also just wish that there was a bit more of a payoff for it at least that we could have been like, oh, okay, this connects clearly with this and we're having a bit more of a full circle moment with this where it just felt like more of a, this is a little bit of an add-on to the story that you're being told right now, yeah. right? Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Michael Abels, who was the composer of this film. He's worked with um, Jordan Peele on all of his films um, and he had some really reminiscent of to John Williams' score moments in this film. It felt felt very Spielbergian in a lot of different ways in this movie, but definitely the score, and as Anthony mentioned, the sound design, um, very unsettling, very very much things that are going to be like within me. Like you felt like the vibrations of the speakers. You felt mm-hmm. just that, that the howl in that, in that, that bass. Yeah. And just and like lot, that. A lot of it also is silent too, because, you know, Jordan Peele wanted to really focus on the living in a in an area where there's not a lot of sound happening yeah. especially on a cattle ranch right, right? You, you just hear wind and that, wind and big sky yeah and man like those sequences where it was silent but then leads to this horses crying and then maybe you'll hear monkeys crying oh my god you'll hear the big tr- like horns that relate to yeah. the, you know the villain of this of this story it all like works so well together and it just feels so encompassing. You just, yeah. you're just kind of like gathered into it and you're like, man, I feel like he would, whatever is happening yeah. on screen is very scary and, or not very scary, <laughs> but very, yes, it's scary. Nerving. Like it's unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just don't know what to expect. He would suck the sound out of the room in yeah. certain moments, right? Yeah. Like you're watching, you're watching and then, and then you'll hear, sucked out. you'll hear a horse like a horse when he's yeah. one corner. One more time. I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, was like a dog, dog horse, I believe. That, that was a. Um, I do want to give. A, I do want to give. A I don't quick, like those sounds. <laughs> I do want to sound designer now. <laughs> uh, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Brandon Perea and also Michael Wincott, who who play supporting characters in this movie yes. as Angel and as Antlers Holse, I believe. What a voice! What? But what, what a voice! First of all, absolutely. But they were. They were so good. Like they yeah. were just they they were just the right amount of you know spice that you need to kind of add in the film, and they added enough dynamics for our characters as well. I don't want to give away too much about right. what they did in the film, but they 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 really just yeah they're really great. They're they're the type of and they're not caricatures, but they're the type of archetypes that you look for yeah. in these type of movies. Are like okay, here's the kind of lovable goofball, and here's like the more of the grizzled guy, and like they're those those archetypes that you see in so many science fiction films and yeah. blockbusters that like you need these characters, and they're used so well, yeah. so so strategically in this movie. Yeah. Um, very very great, very very great. Yeah. Shall we get to our final recommendations? Yeah, I yeah. think we should. Did you know Nope was an acronym for this movie? Like it's like they. I the, think the, I think the, we did know that. The <laughs> biggest thing of Nope was like Jordan Peele played on the the idea of like because it ca- the cast is is black and there is always the tropes of you know the white people going out and like yeah. running away. Yeah, a lot of the Nope is related to the tropes of 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 black people not being part of a film that's centered on them and realizing who or what they would do in a situation like right. that, which is a lot of the nope parts of this film. Right. But nope is also an acronym for not of planet earth. Yes. Which yes. I, yes, I yes yeah. He tweeted that out, I believe when, when the movie was, was coming out. Cause like earlier on in the time that he was yeah. writing it. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that twist because yeah. it's both in both. It's both 
both uses yes. of, the, of it. Which the is great really cool. use of it. And really quickly before we get to our final recommendations, I also want to say that, of course, Jordan Peele, um, for all the things that you you loved of his work in Get Out and Us, this film also holds that through line. And there's a lot of moments in it that made me go back to uh, Get Out. Just in the way, you know, in the opening scene of this film, you see Daniel Kaluuya, he's on set. It's that scene we see in the trailer of him kind of like talking about, you know, the, the horse and his family's background and everything like that. You just see so many of like the little like microaggressions yeah. that like that the black people face on the daily. Oh, yeah. And and it's just, it's just, I'm like, this is like, again, I don't think in the hands of another director or even a white director, we would have seen that because you're telling a story from a perspective. And I really mm-hmm. like that. And I love that Jordan Peele has always said, I will always tell black stories. And I, and I yeah. love that. And I, and I was love thinking it. about that throughout this entire movie because you're getting a movie like this, but you're also getting a very modern and very realistic portrayal of characters. And I think what Shay said so well earlier is that especially Kiki Palmer, you forget that she is a character in a movie and you believe that she's a real person mm-hmm. experiencing that. And I think that's so great powerful. acting, such great acting. Like watching her performance was like, I don't feel like she's acting like this is yeah. like yeah. real, not real life, but like so it genuine is so genuine. Yeah. She did such a great job. It felt like it was just one take for and, her. Yeah. And, and she plays like a charismatic person. So it's yeah. hard to like, I love her voice too. Yeah. Her voice yeah, is like so she distinct. She has like a swagger to her whole yeah. character and it's shown throughout the whole movie. There's a scene where they're in the electronic shop and she's she has a buggy and she's talking to her, her brother and it's just like I'm so captivated with what she's saying. Yeah, like yeah. riding it on feels the buggy like it was like one take because it's yeah. like a one minute, one and a half minute shot and it's just like so well done. Yeah, yeah, really. Anthony, good. start us off with your final recommendation for Nope. This is a definite watch. It. I would recommend you go watch it. Really, really good sci-fi flick. Really good horror flick. It, it ties in all these genres that you might um, you might like. Especially, it's you know Western. You got the the horror aspect. You got the sci-fi aspect. But if you're looking for a unique story that you haven't seen before, this is the story that you know will lead to the timelessness of Jordan Peele's films. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I like about Jordan Peele. Like he brings to the table something I haven't experienced, and usually it's really good. And this one is a definite watch it. Definitely, I'm right there with you. This is a watch it. Go see this movie in IMAX. It is gorgeous to look at. You're going to have a great time with the story. You're going to love these characters. And I think when it comes to original blockbusters and just just original films in general right now, like Jordan Peele is delivering. He is always swimming in for the fences. And I think I respect that the most because if you're going to go big, do something like this. And on a $68 million budget, are you kidding me? This movie looked gorgeous. Uh, I really love this movie. I, it surprised me a lot, and I and I definitely just recommend go watch it, go on, go for the ride, because this is a great movie, and it's going to be one of the top movies of the summer easily. Shay, definitely watch it. Um, this movie will be talked about for years. It will be studied, it will be discussed. People will try to figure out more about this movie, and I think Kiki Palmer is going to be a fan favorite by a long shot. Definitely watch it. Watch it on the biggest screen you can, which is actually IMAX. Yes. Um, so, yeah, perfect. Do it up. I love it. Of course, Nope releases exclusively in theaters on July 22nd. I want to say thank you once again 
to our friends at Universal Pictures Canada for inviting us to watch and review this film early. Uh, yes, as we all said, go watch it. You're going to love it. And as always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday. And watch out throughout the week for our interviews and reviews and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our Discord, and write into the show at hello at the moviepodcast.ca. We have lots of great episodes episodes coming your way in the next couple of weeks we'll be back on monday with a brand new episode of the show covering all of this week's news and all of the major announcements from san diego comic-con so look forward to all of that that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next